This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Hey, everybody. It is Friday night, the first Friday in January 2018. Whoa. 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 Audrey, did you have a good holiday season? I had a great holiday, great rest, yeah. great time off, great time to appreciate what lies ahead. There's a uh, lot. With two, how did 2018, first of all, get here? Because so much stuff happened in 2017, and here we are at 2018 trying to look ahead. But before we look ahead, I'm just curious. I, w- I want to pick your brain a little bit about 2017, how we got to this point. It was an, exci- it was an yeah, exciting year. I, I think mean, so. it was definitely an exciting year. Any, so any key things that kind of stand up Certainly at the end you? with the Amazon work and trying to position the city to be a contender. Exactly. And that was exciting. It was exciting because we brought all these people together. Right. And, you know, just to really think about what the city's assets were and who we are. And that, that was really sort of a cool convergence. Um, and, we'll, and I hope that we do more of that as we move forward into the new year. Like having the whole region come together and look at what's our strengths, what's our weaknesses, what can we offer. Nothing can so be better So it was great that. that we right. had county exec Rich Fitzgerald come and talk a little bit about that, Amazon. We've had great growth in the airport in terms of direct flights. I mean, from three years ago. It's like more than doubled. It's about more than doubled, yeah. Like we're over 72 Two, I think, yeah, and we were at 37, at 37, so it's almost doubled. But in three years. It's, uh, it's great. It's really great, you know. Hopefully people will continue to fly. If you're listening, know that it's not just having flights. It's also flying. It's actually getting on the plane, <laughs> making reservations, going like someplace. Coming in March, we're going to have, like, Bradenton, Florida, direct flight, okay. West Palm Beach, Kansas City. We have Indianapolis. Right. And so those are places people go to. Are and you hitting any place in 2018 that you know? I of? hope. I yeah. always have a six-month target. Okay. What is your places that I want to? Do you? What is your? What is your target now? Because we do have the flights. I know we do have the flights. I mean, Seattle flight is is in September, so right. that's the second half of the year. Yep. Which will be a daily flight. We so should all take. A, we should that. all take a flight to Seattle just to say hey. Yeah, we're gonna have to send you to Seattle. I'll go to Seattle. That'll be. You will. Yeah. Okay. Totally. We're going to get you on the ground for that. Then. I'll tell them how we do it in Pittsburgh. And we have GeekWire coming in from Seattle for a month in the yeah, month of February. So we'll right surely up. be talking to them and seeing what should, they're... Should we invite them on the show? Yeah. I think we, we should. should. We should I, invite I, them on I the bet show. You, I bet you Seattle doesn't have its very own tech entrepreneur show. They probably don't, I but here's the deal. Yeah. We're legit. We are. And so that's a good idea, Jonathan. I'm we should have them on the show and talk. Uh, about what they're observing in the dead of winter. We should be doing like an exchange program. They're hanging out here, and I'll go hang out there for a month. <laughs> How about that? That's good. That's good. We'll have to send you when it's not rainy. Oh, oh every season's I can't rainy. Go. Yeah. <laughs> but they did pick February to come here, which I find is really That's cool. odd. Did you really go away to Seattle? Sure. All right. That's one objective we have. One I'll objective. send you for a month. Sure. Let's go. I'll go for a month. A solid month. Really? A solid month. We could month. get you up to Port Townsend. You could go watch the whales. You could I'll, go I kayaking. Go, I want to go down to Portland as well, too. 
I want to do like a little tour, like a, oh. a couple hundred miles up and down. Okay. Just the whole, you can work from there. The what Northwest. The Northwest. Pack your bike up? Yeah, even better yet. Oh, 2018 is getting great for me. I, I know, wait. right? But I got to wait till September for that flight to come online. So. I know, that's true. It's we'll have good. to get you. So in I want to take I want to take the nonstop flight there. Yeah, it's a great flight. I'm not too. getting off somewhere to get on another flight. Alaskan going, Air. It's going to yeah. be a beautiful plane. Very I love exciting. It. Very very cool. Very cool. So we've had a great you know we've had a great year. There's a lot of little companies have been acquired. And with some presence that they're going to stay in Pittsburgh. I mean, you think had about Riser that. Labs right. at the beginning of the year. Right. Um, acquired by Nielsen, and they're building up their presence. And then just the other day, we had Lunametrics. They yeah. were acquired, and hopefully they'll scale their presence. And then Net we had Health. NetHealth had you know, more investment, and all that kind of investment will keep those companies here and let them grow larger because you need capital to help right. them grow. Keep going forward. Early, was it earlier in this year that... Uh, KFMR was a, um, acquired an accounting firm. We've yeah. seen, you know, and, then and they're stopping had, by tonight. We have our friends from from CLA, right? Clifton from Larson. Clifton Larson. Alan, so they're here. By. So that you know, there's just a lot of movement in the marketplace. We it's can great. see the movement in real estate. We can see, you know, the movement in terms of autonomous vehicles. Yep. We're you know seeing a lot in robots. And look at what happened in the AI for the X Prize. Seven. Companies, seven companies more than Pittsburgh. any other place. I know Pittsburgh should be in proud. the world. Very proud. Seven. Yeah, we're that's doing rocking. That's why that's I, putting us on the map. That's why anything. I, I think of everything that happened in 2017 and how that sets us up for 2018. Pittsburgh's a good place to be at right now. It's great. It's a great place. We've been saying that for a long time, but it's like ten years. But we've had the Longer. inside trading view. It's true. And so we're pretty lucky that way. <laughs> but you also have some of the big companies doing some interesting things and growing. PNC spun out Numo. Yeah. And you know, that's very interesting in terms of fintech. Actually, because Pittsburgh now is getting a lot of capacity around fintech right now, which I think is really important. Yeah, hopefully we're catching up. Yeah. I mean, I predict next year it's gonna be an interesting space in fintech particularly with the cryptocurrency uh, That's going moving so on. fast, I can't even pay attention to it anymore. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's a ton of fun. It's interesting. And it's certainly something to pay attention to. Very much so. Very much so. Like I said, 2018, I can't wait. I think I don't know, it could be one of those years where we can, we're going to look back. It'll be 2019. We're going to be like, what happened in 2018? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> hey, we're lucky. I'm very appreciative. We're lucky to have an inside seat and do what we can yeah. to try to help move the ecosystem. Definitely. Last quarter, we took a whole bunch of entrepreneurs up to New England, to the New England Venture Fair in Boston. In Boston, right. And that's a gift that keeps on giving. We're going to a lot of venture capitalists. They want to come to Pittsburgh and check out our deal flow. Yeah. We, we the tech map that you had was on display in Boston. I know and people, people were, were like, looking what? at it. Like, we were we were blowing some minds there. A simple little map to show 450, right. and that's only a sliver of our tech sector on our I tech know. map, which I think is. I if I had to put every tech company on there, I, I couldn't fit them. We're gonna have to figure that out for next year. I need a 3D map or something well, you're gonna like have that. To. You need I to know. fix it. We'll, we'll do our best. We need to fix it. <laughs> we'll do our best. <laughs> so we got a great show in front of us. As we said, we have CLA stopping by tonight, and they're really talking about different ways to make sure you don't give an investor a reason to say no. Really, some fundamental ways of setting up your business to make sure that when it comes investment time, you're ready for it. So I'm really excited to have these guys stop by tonight. And we have Tony Murphy from Comcast stopping by. Tony is way cool. Rumor has it she can sing. 
I'm just saying, we might get a sample of that tonight, which I think would be really cool. She's just a blast of positive energy, and she's doing some great mm-hmm. stuff with Comcast. So I'm excited to learn more about her and what she's doing. And then, Audrey, our good friends from 321 Blinker stopping by. We have uh, uh, Tim McLaughlin stopping by, talking about the latest and greatest when it comes to video and to uh, e-marketing as well, too. 321, they're the folks behind the camera when we do our TNTs, which if you go into YouTube and just search Tech Vibe Neighborhood Tour, we've got about 10 or 11 videos now. If you go into pghtechfuse.com, lots of our TNT videos there as well, too, linked over to YouTube. So we've got a lot of good stuff it's cooking great. this year, man. I can't wait. Just remind everybody, it's 2018. Get your business in line. Join the PTC, right? We help, we help tech companies succeed. We do it. Four ways, visibility, my favorite, of course. Business development, government relations, and, of course, talent. Everyone's trying to find the right talent in 2018. Join up at the PTC, and we can help you do just that. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. I thought I lost you there for a second. I'm glad you, you came I back. I trying to figure out my sexy voice. <laughs> oh, well, you got it in, man. Looking good, looking good. Anyhow, we're taking a quick break. We'll be right back after this quick break, and we'll be talking to our friends at CLA. We'll see you in just a second. Hey, everybody. Thanks for keeping your dial tuned right here to Tech Vibe Radio this Friday night. You're making wise use of your time because we've got some great guests. And, Audrey, we're starting off with a bang or a bonk. We are. We have Dan Bonk here from Montauk Energy. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. So what do you do there? Well, Montauk Energy, we're a company that we, we're involved in the renewable energy business. And I love what you guys do. Right. So I'm break just, it down. Keep, keep well, what down. we do is we, we take biogas generated by the natural decomposition of municipal waste in landfills, mm-hmm. and we process that gas to make it either usable uh, to be mixed with gas from, let's say, people's natural gas. I know those guys. Or we can generate <laughs> electricity with it. Uh, we really trace our roots back to the very beginnings of what we call the renewable energy business, which right. you know, we know it as going back to the very first mm-hmm. uh, OPEC uh, oil embargo of the ni- or the early 1970s. Sure. 70s, right, right, right. But uh, what we do is uh, we're involved. We're coast to coast, but we're only 100 people, and we're based in Pittsburgh. Uh, right here in Green Tree, across the street from where we're recording. Walked right over. We've been in Pittsburgh since 1996. Okay, uh, but uh, our subsidiaries, some of our, our our companies, really go back to the 70s. So we like to think we're we have a lot of history to pioneer this particular business. I For think sure. so. So here we are, wrapping up the end of the year and headed into 2018. What's it look like in your industry? Well, in our industry, we are naturally subject somewhat to the uh, to the marketplace mm-hmm. and natural gas prices and oil prices. But uh, over the last a few decades, frankly, there's been a push uh, for more and more renewable natural right. gas. Right. And uh, and a lot of our fuel is uh, sold into the pipeline, but ultimately makes its way as uh, vehicle fuel, as more and more uh, industrial companies, in particular. Right. right not right. the least of which. A lot of the waste haulers that we we work with as our partners, they're converting more and more of their fleets to, uh, to trucks powered by compressed yeah. natural gas. So that's CNG. exciting. Yeah. Yes, it is. That's exciting. Would you have predicted that ten years ago? No, there's many <laughs> things. <laughs> there's many <laughs> things we wouldn't have predicted. 
but so that's uh, very no, it's exciting. Ex- it's extremely exciting. Right now, our, our our electric generation business is a little bit on the uh, low pricing side. Okay. So uh, we still do that, and we we have quite a few megawatts across the country. Uh, but we uh, have been concentrating on the last few years, and we're in a major building program right now as we're constructing more and more uh, pretty large scale uh, renewable natural gas processing facilities. Now, when I say renewable natural gas processing, yeah. the gas from a landfill basically is about 50% methane. What's the other Whereas one? the gas, yeah. that you, when you turn on your burner yeah. at home, that's, that's 100% methane. Okay. okay. So, or, or let's say it's at least 98% mm-hmm. methane. Uh, so what our process does is uh, we look like a mini refinery in a lot of cases. Huh. Okay. And uh, we separate the, the byproducts, the other products, which is, for the most part, CO2. We just separate that, and what we're able then to do is we're able to to sell our gas into a uh, a utility pipeline because we meet their tariff spec, and you will no, you know not know it any different from any of the other gas right. we necessarily use. And that's how you work with people's. And that's how we work with people. Very cool. Tell us yeah. more more about that relationship. I think right. I really love it when I see these types of things happening where you know different companies are coming together to provide us with clean energy. Well, for example, let me just say, you know, I, I, I checked the uh, EPA statistics says there's about uh, 2,000 landfills in the United States currently, uh, and of which uh, about 600 of them have some kind of, uh, of renewable energy project on them. Okay, so just, just a third of them then, barely just about, a third. Just yeah, about. Now, some of them are too small or some of them are too right. old, uh, but for the most part, and there's still some that have potential to, to uh, continue to uh, provide projects like this. But in Pennsylvania, there's about 39 active projects, okay? We have five of them, and four of them we partner with People's Natural Gas. That's who we Very cool. We sell the gas into their pipeline, nice. and they bring it to the market. That's great. So what, what is done with the rest of the, partic- you know, the particles that are well, not Well, for the most used? part, CO2 is basically just a waste gas, right. okay? okay. Uh, you know, CO2 is used as a—it's funny. We will typically burn it. Although CO2, you know, your fire extinguisher on the right. wall here yeah. in the offices is right. basically CO2. CO2, right. Uh, for a while, there was a push. Uh, to reuse one, that. To reuse yeah. it. I put it in my bike tires when I get a flat. Right. The problem with CO2 is is the largest market for CO2 is the beverage industry. Yeah, carbonated And they're drinks. very sensitive to where they get their CO2 from. Oh, my goodness. Are you serious? You know, yeah, they don't, really? want, they don't want to necessarily say it, even though it could be. It's the same. It's the same. They it's don't the want to same. say it comes from a landfill. So as huh. a result, it's, there's not a lot of market. You would for the think CO2. today in the world with people looking at you know closed loop and you know well, zero footprint. When and... you look at your Coors Light commercials and you see those mountain streams coming down the uh, <laughs> yes yes, yes. Know, they, they are all about the purity of whether or not they're using mountain stream water Amen. or not. Right. The last right. thing they want is Bud Light to find out they were getting their. Uh, I think, yeah, I guess I'm talking about a little bit different piece of the market. Sector, I think it'd be appropriate of, right. for that to be carbonated with that because but that's a great story. <laughs> well, it is a great story, and maybe someday you know that would be a part of it. But for that for that matter, but for now, right now, right. That, there's not right. a lot of value to that. The value is right. in the gas. Right. Yeah. Because what we do is, you know, we, we, we supplement basically, you know, any gas that comes from this renewable source, okay, is energy that does not have to come from a foreign producer of fuel. Exactly. Energy independence, Well, man. it's energy independence. Yeah. Let's face it, whether you like it or not, we've mm-hmm. been sending our sons and daughters. I'm 61 years old. Yeah. My generation has sent sons and daughters overseas right. with essentially to fight for this stuff. Right. Okay? And we got it right here coming and out of landfills. we got it right here, right now. And, and Montauk you know, is capturing it and putting it into people's supply lines. Right. Exactly. How cool is that? It's, and yeah. it's, it's a continuous process. So yeah. you generate garbage. Now, a lot of garbage, I think in the United States, we, 
we generate, I think it's like 250 million tons a oh, year. Goodness. And yeah. we recycle about 65 million tons. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's <laughs> not even a dent. That's not going to change. So there's going to still be a need for landfills. And as, well, and as these landfills, as it decomposes, Okay, the, the landfill area decreases because the natural decom- Comes decomposition, and, right. you can add more. And think about this. If you can add more garbage, but I'm taking the energy that's I, naturally produced to, to then fuel right. the trucks that burn it cleanly. I know. It's and perfect. bring more garbage. It's the perfect So what percentage solo. of trucks would you say? Today. Well, it's growing. Yeah. I don't yeah. know that, but let's just say this: we work with um, we work with uh, a lot of landfill operators, and I would say now at least half of their trucks are now compressed natural gas. Okay, and only growing because, frankly, they can run cheaper on compressed natural gas. So it's the it's the perfect right. world. It's you can run cheaper, match. and they run cleaner. And they don't mind that it comes from a landfill. They love it. They love it. Okay, they love that. I mean, exactly. basically, they get to use their and own And it's a fuel. great story in terms of, like, autonomous vehicles, too, like oh, what's happening with autonomous trucking. The next thing, the, right. the next generation, exactly. So when you think about it, if you right. can run on the cleanest fuels, and, and, and basically, we, we are the, the, the most natural um, market are, are large vehicles, trucks and whatnot. Right. As you know, it's not easy. You can't find a lot of natural gas stations until that happens. No. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. Are there any? There are here? a few, there but are? I, I, but you aren't. Natural gas powered uh, personal vehicles aren't here yet. Mm-hmm. When that's coming down the road, that would be the next big step. I'd okay, like to sign me up. But I don't know when that is. But right now, uh, whether it be buses, there's a lot of municipalities right. that right. have uh, natural gas powered uh, buses. Right. And of course, we have uh, large like like UPS has is converting a lot of their fleet. FedEx. So I mean, this is for that's large it. fleets. This is yeah. the way that's to what go. I was that's I was right thinking. Absolutely. So. Are you hiring? Uh, we are growing. Okay, yes, indeed, across the country. We we like to think we're in, our, in the communities that we serve, okay? We provide good-paying jobs, okay? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily uh, college jobs, but good-paying. Well, they are, okay? these Our people are highly educated, right. okay? I would imagine. Uh, our, our facilities are complex, okay? But they're good-paying jobs, and they're solid jobs for, for that we're set up for years and years, for decades. Absolutely. So, yeah, we are growing. So, Dan, if people want to learn more about Montauk, where can they go and check you guys out? At Montauk, we have a website, www.montaukenergy.com. Absolutely. And that's where we show our opportunities that are available. We have them across the country and in Pittsburgh. Fantastic. Okay. And to check learn out more about us and more about our opportunities. Right. And check out People's Gas as well, too. It's so great to have you on the show. Some of our facilities show people gas. Well, thank you, I and I appreciate being you. here. Awesome. All the way around. We're taking a quick break. We're coming back with more Tech Vibe Radio, I swear. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We are from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org and then head on over to Twitter at pghtech. Thanks for keeping your dial tuned right here to Tech Vibe Radio this Friday night. I get to have too much fun doing the show and hanging out with you, Audrey. Talking to some That's way fun. I'm just that saying, in and of itself. We don't I'm even just, need guests. We don't even need guests. We could just entertain ourselves. But then people get tired. They'd be like, no, <laughs> we know there's great people in Pittsburgh's <laughs> tech sector. And I always tune in to learn about these people that are in the tech sector. It is. And so yeah. we have Barbara Van Kirk in the house. Yeah. Hi. Hi. I want to have some fun with you two. Absolutely. I do. Yeah. I mean, you, let's, let's sort of jump in. You have founded and you're CEO of a company called IQ Inc. So... True. You're right. true. Guilty. Guilty true. as charged. Guilty as charged. <laughs> How long has that company been around? 23 years. Wow. October of 1994. And so what gave That's you amazing. the itch to start the company? It was actually a selfish, very selfish itch. A selfish itch. Um, That's itch okay. That Those scratched. are the best kind. They yeah. are the best kind. Okay. Um, 
I asked um, for flexibility in my work schedule and yeah. was told no. Ah, I don't okay. like no. I like to understand why. Right. 23 years ago, you asked for flexibility. I asked for flexibility. What did you ask for? I asked for um, a later work schedule, something that I could start. Mm-hmm. I'm in sales, marketing, right. Right. customers, hiring hiring um, employees. Right. Um, all customer-facing, people-facing tasks. And I was... In a situation where I needed to be at home, mm-hmm. um, I had a uh, very ill parent, um, apparently going to pass in months. Right. And I needed to be able to be there for my kids. Right. And right, right. I was told that I need to be there at 8 o'clock in the morning. And I live in the east. Uh. And I had to be downtown on West Carson, East Carson Street, actually, um, by 8 o'clock. So that meant leaving my house at 630 in the morning. And that meant leaving everyone alone. Leaving everyone Everybody alone. alone. And they would not budge on that. Not even budge. So it was, go wow. home, think about it. So you're like, you know? screw you, I'm starting my own company. Well, not actually. I actually I actually was very thoughtful about it and put together yeah. a um, business plan and said, okay. if I did this, right. would you allow the flexibility? I mean, I'll start my territory in the east, work my way into the city of Pittsburgh, okay. finish my wow. work in the so city, you and head a back. Plan. I had a plan, presented it, like mm-hmm. it, and I was told no. And I said, why wouldn't you even entertain that? Right. And I was told, if I do it for you, I have to do it for everybody oh, else. Oh, boy. And I said, and why wouldn't you do it for everybody else if they were in a situation like I was right, in? Right, exactly. Right. So I called my husband, and he said, guess what? You're going to do it on your own. Perfect. And that was the start of IQ. That's awesome. And so what did you do? How did you huh. know what you wanted to pull together back yeah. then? Well, I had been um, in, I have been in technology, uh, I hate to say, for a lot, very long time. You don't need to tell us how long. I won't tell you how long. But, but it's I think at least I was five years old when I, I think started. It was at least twenty-four <laughs> years. I think twenty-four. It's at least years twenty-four years. <laughs> but I, I was um, involved in technology yeah. in my prior. Okay. Um, right. So I am a software engineer by degree. Nice. And um, I found that my passion was for the people. You know, finding the right jobs, the right opportunities. Mm-hmm. So I got into consulting. Worked for a consulting company. Was able to find that match, connecting the dots, finding the right opportunity for the right person to help their careers excel. And I just loved that part of my job, being able to understand the technology, understand what the individual is looking for, and joining the two. So I learned from the best. I took the best that I learned uh, working for Big Corporate America, learned the best in running a small business, and put it together, as I said, in my own business plan. And in that business plan, so, you know, go back 23 years ago, flexible workplaces were not even on the radar. And... I started saying, you know, we're, I believe we're losing um, good talent um, because Pittsburgh's not the easiest. Um, so Particularly people, back then. Yeah. Oh, my. Um, Parkway was, you know, well, Parkway's still tough to get in and <laughs> well, out of from the east. Right? still, yeah, exactly. Um, so I um, said if I could do it for myself, I could push the envelope a little bit, you know, start introducing the idea to my clients, and the rest is history. So we going to say. We've had a nice, flexible workforce. I was going to say, um, I, I'm assuming you offer lots of, lots of flexibility for your, for your workers. We do. I said I was the queen of flex. <laughs> exactly. And if I offered it for myself, I, I never believed in just offering something for of course, myself of and not for everybody else. Absolutely. So not only in hours, um, if, you ha- if you see, you know, 12 inches of snow on the ground, you can't get in. You know, technology today allows you to boot up. At home, <laughs> at anywhere. Home take care right? of business. Exactly. Take care of business. Exactly. So who cares if it's, you know, eight to five? Yeah. You know, flex time back then was you had to be your core hours. Right. And then you could, you know, do what you wanted, 
before core hours and after core hours. Right. Which had to be there and, and at a certain time. Mm-hmm. So tell us about some of the some of the cooler projects that IQ works on because you have it's diversity. You get to have a lot of fun there because you have really clients across a wide spectrum. What are some of the more interesting projects that you're working on that you can tell us about today? Well, we, um, yes, we work on many interesting projects. Um, being part of the technology uh, explosion in Pittsburgh. Exactly right. Yeah. We get to see not only um, big corporate um, companies building technology into their products. So we work okay. in the robotics industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work in the medical device, um, life-saving devices. That's what I've... I've eye care, um, surgery... Um, cataract removal. Um, We work in the embedded um, platform all the way up through the visual um, prescriptions. Doctors being able to do voice recognition Mm -hmm. so that they don't have to take their hands or eyes off of um, surgical tools. Wow. So they really just call for the tool they need. Correct. That's great. So the people who work for you get a lot of domain expertise. They do. And they get to, every project looks different. Yeah. So one of our um, statements to anybody we hire Mm -hmm. If you haven't learned something new in a year, shame on you and shame on us. Mm-hmm. You know, so we always say, right, right, right. That's yeah. great. Right. So it's, you know, we're always evolving our, what's in our toolbox. Exactly. You know, so. So what do you think? I mean, here we are again, headed to the end of 2017. And there's still this proliferation of lack of women in tech, lack of women in leadership, lack of, and, and I'm talking lack, it's not gotten better at all. In many in many places, it's dipped down. So, what are some of your observations around that? Well, IQ is taking is doing something. We're taking part in developing leadership. Right. So, we launched a, a leadership program a few years ago, and my top hmm. um, leaders are two of them are females, mm-hmm. um, and myself. Um, and we're, we continue to evolve that leadership within my organization within IQ. Yeah. And we have plans to continue that leadership development. So leadership doesn't mean management. Leadership means, you know, how can I help you get where you need to go, setting the example, putting programs in place right. to get people to be mm-hmm. the best that they can be. That's true leadership. It's not managing tasks or people. So, but what do you think the what do you think in terms of women in executive positions in tech and that we're not making any kind of dent? Any thoughts on that? I, think, I mean, you're doing an incredible job by focusing on your team, focusing on what you know that you can give, applying those learnings and developing people. That's amazing. And that's, you know, I would love to see that scale. And we are also asking each of those individuals to get out in the community and talk about it. Talk about what leadership means at IQ and how we can help other women become great leaders. Great leaders are at any part of your organization. It doesn't mean right. a CEO or a president. Mm-hmm. It could be at any part of your, in any part of your organization. So getting out there, mentoring and providing coaching opportunities, or even just letting women know you can ask. Ask. That was one thing my mother always said. Why are you always asking so many questions? Oh, my. If you don't ask, <laughs> you can't find out. You know, seek to understand exactly. before being understood, right? Very so cool. seek to understand what the real issues are. Sure. Just reminding our listeners, we were talking to Barbara Van Kirk from IQ Inc. And like I said, having started your own company 23 years ago, how many folks are working for IQ right now? We have 50 employees right now. Wow. And I know you just moved into, into some new space in Monroeville, I guess almost uh, seven, eight months ago. Correct. Yeah. February, March. March of Time is flying by way fast, and it's a big move for you guys to get in this new space. Have you outgrown it yet? We have. Oh, my goodness. We are actually, <laughs> <laughs> we are actually in negotiation for an, another space in the same building. Okay. 
Um, it's kind of interesting. Once we got out of Westmoreland County into Allegheny County, yeah. um, it just seemed to open up the, the floodgates to not only um, clients, but to employees. That's so interesting. So really just moving like 15 miles. Five miles. Five miles. It wasn't yeah, 15. it wasn't even 15, was, five So basically miles. it was just a little corridor, you right. know, of, you know, five miles from the, so we are at the intersection of the Turnpike, the Parkway, right. Route 22. I call so, it the nexus of the world up there. Yes. <laughs> Actually, she has a great view. She does. She is. I've been up there. Me too. I've been surprised. I go up there. I'm like, wow, you have a really nice view. It is a very nice view. It is. And I could actually check to see how bad the traffic is. <laughs> you can. I love it. I can. You sort of have a long I do. view there. I That's pretty see, funny. Uh, when I have to get on the parkway to head into Pittsburgh or into onto 22 to head into uh, Murraysville. So what do you do for fun? I do lots of things for fun. I was going to say, you've got an interesting background. So what are you yeah. doing now that's really that's really firing you up? Well, I am preparing for a, a triathlon in uh, 2018. Okay. Oh, wow. I had wanted to do it in 2017. Okay. I just was not prepared enough to do Where are you swimming? That. Really? Where are you practicing oh, swimming? Oh, some really uh, yucky waters in the area. Yucky waters? Um, Keystone uh, Park out in Westmoreland County. Yeah. So pretty, in the winter? Not in the winter. So in the winter at the, at the Y. Okay. The y, YMCA. Yeah. Okay. How much do you have to swim for a triathlon? Um, just under a mile. How many laps is that? It's a lot. Many. <laughs> 60 some laps. Is it 60 you, laps? It yeah. is. Wow. Yeah. So oh it's open water swim. So you have to learn how to right. sight. And, yeah. And, and now, of course, cycling, which I know you part, love to cycle. That's me. Absolutely. Yeah, so you think you know how Wait, to ride so a bike? Open water swimming? Open water swim. And how long of a bike? How long of a bike? It's anywhere from 15 to 21 miles, okay. depending on the the length of the, the mm-hmm. triathlon. Right. I do the sprints. You do the sprints? Okay. Sprints. Then that's then a. Uh, Generally a 5K after five, that. A 5K right. after so that. So it's a swim, bike, run. That's a lot of activity. Yes. That's awesome. And you have to do it. What's good time on that? For me, two hours is a good time on that. So, Very cool. No, that is that is fantastic. So it's so a lot of fun. Is swimming, is swimming freestyle? You can you do can any stroke. However, you can get through the water. So you I just, do I do flop on my back, you know, to kind of get you myself. Do break really? it up. You know, okay. back on back on track. You get that hyperventilation going, right. you know, yeah. the anxiety flop on your back, you know, kind of float around a little bit, then start to swim again. Very so cool. any way you can get through the water. Yeah. So can we, how do we cheer for you through that process? You wait for me at the end of the swim and feed me donuts and then I'll get on feed the bike. Feed you donuts. And- <laughs> now you're talking. I knew I liked you for a reason. <laughs> Actually, I don't eat donuts. I know. I, I was going to say. I do. <laughs> when I ride my bike. I don't eat donuts, but I, I, they look very good. This, yes, they do. Oh, my husband's great. usually waiting at the end with a dozen donuts that he likes to eat hey, after I have finished. He's being supportive. What can yes. you say? So people want to learn more about IQ. That's Where can great. they go and check you guys out? Go to www.iq-inc.com. Just that simple. That's simple. You can learn about all the cool projects that you work on there, the opportunities you have there. What a great company to have in Pittsburgh. I just love it, man. This is why we do the show. Thanks, Barb Van Kirk. Thank you. Putting a spotlight on all of your great work, man. And this has been so much fun. I'm glad you had fun. And we're looking forward to more success from you in 2018. Thank you. And good luck at the try. Thank you. That's all I can say. Good. God bless you. <laughs> great. <laughs> great stuff. Hey, we're taking a quick break. We've got a lot more Tech Vibe Radio coming in front of you. This has been Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. And we love working at the Pittsburgh Technology Council. It's our passion 24-7. Learn more about us at pghtech.org and follow us on Twitter at pghtech. It's absolutely true. Your dial is tuned squarely into Tech Vibe Radio tonight. There's nothing you can do about it. Don't go away. Don't go away. Stay we have, with us. We have way too much fun. 
We get to talk to the coolest people in Pittsburgh's tech center. Well, at least the coolest shoes. The coolest shoes, nonetheless. I think we're setting a record here on Tech Vibe Radio for our guest who wore the coolest shoes. In approaching winter. In love approaching it. winter. And Absolutely. I love it. So cool. Yes, yes, yes. The whole interview is going to be yeah. cool because I can tell by his shoes. Exactly. So the wearer of these shoes is Mike Johnson from Elite Transit Solutions, ETS. Hey, how are you guys today? Yeah, and you're from Miami most recently, right? Most recently, yes. Okay, are you where's, from- Yeah, where's your native home? Yeah. Um, I was born in D.C., Washington, okay. D.C., and then I grew up in Alabama for a number of years. Huh. I know the accent, uh, I didn't carry it through. Okay. But uh, then I ended up in Florida. In Florida? Florida? I guess about four and a half years prior to being here for about two and a half years. What brought you to Pittsburgh? Uh, it's a little bit of a story, but uh, it fit the business mm-hmm. the best. Okay. Um, and we ended up... Uh, we ended up coming up here for a couple of reasons, I guess, to be exact. We uh, the great wanted, weather, mm-hmm, the great weather, obviously. Yeah. As, mm-hmm. Our shoe culture. As <laughs> hopefully I can help. Hopefully yes. I'm, I'm helping a little bit with you that. Are you helping. are. I love it. You um, have raised the bar. <laughs> um, but yeah, we wanted to network uh, with uh, trucking companies and rail companies. That mm-hmm. uh, good gotcha. place to be. Yeah, and then uh, we wanted to come up here because we were essentially more centrally located to our client base. To your client base, it makes sense. Yeah. So, so after you describe your shoes, we could jump, we can jump in your company because you got some sure. killer shoes. These look like studded Vans. It's the only way I can describe. Oh it. man, that yeah. hurt. No, you can tell he's a Yinzer. I am a Yinzer. <laughs> by saying that. Totally. <laughs> but, ooh, but I'm ooh. a I'm a lover of Vans, studded man. Van, right. Well, I'm a lover vans. of Vans. Okay, you may need to jump out of but this I conversation. But I know. I say Vans are like those are not anything close to Vans because those are like you know Vans are pedestrian. Where these are not. Thank you. He yes. caught himself. Yes. So let's get right into <laughs> what it is that your company does. Yeah. So <clears throat> we fought the term tech for a while. Um, and just recently, we definitely are coining ourselves as a tech company. Yeah. Um, in the transportation and logistics space. Um, we are using technology now to move into the space. Um, and we are using it to automate a lot of the different processes that are conventionally used to manage truckload and uh, over the, I guess, right. rail freight as well. Because it's super complex. It is. I mean, to move freight from one point to another, it's funny because no we, simple task. we talk all the time about how simplistic it is in theory, um, moving something from one point uh, to really the other. Really complex. But a lot of people don't realize how much or how many outside effects uh, or how many things on the outside have an effect on, on that movement. Huh. Um, it can be anything from the weather. Of course. Um, it can be anything from people making small mistakes, miscommunications in, right. um, in different pieces of parts of the puzzle. Um, and the automation that we built or we are building and we've built so far um, is limiting those mistakes, limiting that miscommunication. Um, and it's essentially automating the process of that load management. And um, it's, been, it's been something that's been special up until this point. Um, and I always say that Pittsburgh's been nothing but the utmost help in that process. Wow. The people here have been cool. able to, to really, help really you. help us and get us, yeah. get us farther ahead. And, and so the, like if I'm, if I'm a company and I'm going to be interested in you, you're going to actually, if I understand correctly, you're going to actually help my business become more efficient and I'm going to save some money over, over quote unquote, the long haul. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, uh, so shippers out there are big, big manufacturers across most of the industries. Um, our, our ideal situation is to build our software and our automation around the way that um, these conventional companies run their processes and run and ship and do the things that they do every single day. Right. And we really want to take a consultative approach to it and really take the, our ideas and our automation and again, build it around their, the way they do things. That way they don't have to really change their, their conventional way of doing oh, things. Oh, that's interesting. Many times sure. people want to come in and go, 
I know how to do this better than you know how to do it. force something onto them, like a solution that doesn't so that, fit. where's your expertise come from? Um, so I went to school for supply chain management, oh, which cool. is uh, the broad spectrum right. of, of logistics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in that space with a corporate company for about two years right out of school, um, using that degree, obviously. Um, and then we went from, or then I went from the broad spectrum um, into the transportation space, which is, which is obviously yeah. the movement of the finished product to, uh, yeah. to big stores and things. So. Mm-hmm. So, the is it trucking industry alone? I mean, do you see anything like drone activity, or do you see any other ancillary? So, in the industry right now, it's it's a very big, it's a very pivotal point for the truckload right. um, industry as a whole because a lot of people don't realize, and it's never really or hasn't really been talked about much. But in just a couple of weeks, um, the government is forcing truck drivers to go to electronic logs, um, so the accountability. <laughs> is going to be huge. Right. Um, and a lot of people also don't know in the industry because it's not, not really talked about very much that um, they are, that a lot of people or a lot of drivers will fudge the books. They'll, they'll exactly. write things mm-hmm. down and or kind of do it the old-fashioned way. It's not part of their repertoire. Right. Yeah, so they'll be able, right. so they'll, pro- even though they don't ever want to admit it, they'll get more production out of, uh, out of doing it the old-fashioned way. Now that that accountability is there, right. there's going to be a lot of production lost across uh, the shipping, shipping mm-hmm. industry. So this is, so this is change in legislation? Um, it's a few things. Yeah, it's, it, few it's things. the government basically cracked down on uh, people allowing them to do, allowing the drivers to do too much work and getting into accidents and mm-hmm. um, when so they're driving. really dangerous. Yeah. yeah, the average person. So it's so. proactive. It is. Um, there's a big fight about it in the within the industry, mm-hmm. uh, but just recently they they confirmed that they are going forward with it, um, and they're thinking that two to three percent. There could be a two to three percent loss in productivity across the entire truckload. Uh, shipping. Wow! So production two three percent that that equates to some serious dollars. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, a lot of people don't realize is that it's it's going to go all the way back to the consumer. So if the transportation cost oh, goes up, yeah, it right. just carries all the way right. through. And again, right. it's, it's ironic to me because nobody's really talking about it. And but we're we on are the verge of that in Pittsburgh. We are you know the home of autonomous trucking. Mm-hmm. The research been has been done here for almost twenty eight years. Sure. So are you seeing any of that leak into sort of the market sector? I mean, or does um, it seem too far away? I think it's still a little far away. I, I think once they perfect it, you still have to get the government regulations in order, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of different things that um, that have to happen in that re- that regard. I definitely don't think it's really far away, but it, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a short distance. So uh, long story short, though, I, I think that uh, us being in the middle of it, we've frankly gotten a little lucky. Um, Pittsburgh's coming forward with a lot of tech uh, just in general. but. Right. As far as transportation and startups and everything else goes, it's a really unique position to be in, especially as a company. Are you hiring? We are absolutely yeah. hiring. What are you hiring yeah. for? Um, so we're looking for uh, people that are younger to mid-20s, right out of school, uh, people that are driven, mm-hmm. um, people that have dynamic thinking backgrounds, and, and people that are um, really eager to be a part of something that uh, that is aggressively growing, and I don't yeah. see it slowing down anytime any, soon. Any, any, and so where are you located? Um, so right now we're in Green Tree. But you're um, moving, right? We are moving. Just uh, I guess we're about four and a half weeks out, and then we'll have a location. Or our location downtown is going to be off Seventh Street. Um, it's going to be in the building that houses Howl at the Moon, um, right across yeah, from yeah. the Bennett or uh, the Theater Garage. So we'll be right down in the middle of the cultural district. The yeah, you're all. right in the cultural. Right district. in the middle of all of it. So yeah, that's we're exciting. really excited. Oh, that's great. Absolutely. Very, that's very great. Cool. So what surprised you about Pittsburgh? Um, there are a couple, uh, two big things probably. Um, one. The receptiveness and the uh, the ability for everybody just to help. It's one thing right. that nice um, in Miami. It was hard to find some help from here and there, but once we moved here, everybody's gone out of their way to go up mm-hmm. and above. Um, and then two, us being in the middle of maybe a renaissance for Pittsburgh just recently. 
Um, it was completely by accident when we moved the company. I moved the company up here, but then as things have started to move forward um, with, again, the technology and just right. everything going on downtown, like we've just ended up being in the middle of it. And I think it's been tremendous for our brand. And um, I'm hoping that it, it's going to continue. To be and so what's your URL? What's um, EliteTransitSolutions.com. Okay, and they um, can find some information about you, your shoes, your company. Your Absolutely. Shoes. Is there a shoe right? page on your site? I'm going to have to add one. Yeah. I guess. I think I'm you gonna, you're, you're like my shoe guy now. Yeah. I got a couple of guys that need some shoe intervention. Well, I might be able to help with that, too. I think you might be able to have a side business here. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's so. really great, isn't it? I mean, Absolutely. I just, we're so, lucky because we get to hang with people like this. Yeah. But, you know, we're supercharged because you're solving sort of like a heartland problem absolutely right even Mm -hmm. though it's not necessarily a heartland problem but we've been the epicenter of a lot of things logistically and then if you look at amazon and all all that they're going through absolutely uh yeah our number one approach with the the technology is to cut down um overall on maybe some of these electronic logs and the just a natural price uh i guess raise the the price that's going to be naturally raised because of all the issues um, our automation hopefully can cut down on some of that and, and limit the consumers in cost. And um, we're going to do everything we can to continue to help that. So and, and do that out of Pittsburgh. Absolutely. So when you're in Miami, did you throw a, like a dart in the map? I mean, you, you chose Pittsburgh for a reason. What was what was the reason for? I did. I um, so I grew up originally in the north. Okay. Um, ended down in Florida, or ended up back down in, or in Florida, and um, I wanted to be back in the north. I knew the mentality of the people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I I loved everything about it. Frankly, I looked at uh, bigger cities like Chicago and New York and Pittsburgh, and I'd been here a couple times. And long story short, uh, the standard of living was good. Again, the people were right. always um, available to help and wanted to go out of their way. And uh, I thought it was a natural fit, and it's been every it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made love uh, for this company so far. That's so far. great. And last question of the day, 2018 mm-hmm. is right around the corner. What, what trends are you paying attention to right now? Um, definitely electronic logs, uh, like I spoke definitely. about just a few minutes mm-hmm. ago. Um, definitely the trends in... Um, our growth, I guess, as a whole, um, we sure. are teed up for a 2018 that could be or will be the biggest of, of our of our time so far. That's fantastic. Um, and then and lastly, our, our continuation of technology, um, the way that we're going to continue to build our software and, and build it around, um, build it around the, for the, around the needs of our shippers and our clients and, uh, and continue Love to grow it. that. So fantastic. Mike great Johnson. meeting you. Absolutely. ETS. I appreciate it. Transit Solutions in Pittsburgh. Kicking butt. Absolutely. I love it, man. That's that's fantastic. I appreciate your time, and I appreciate you guys having me, for sure. Absolutely. We want you back in six months. Yeah. Because yeah. we want to check up. We want to make sure and that- And plus the weather growing. will be different then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I might be wearing the same shoes, but- uh. <laughs> That's okay with us. <laughs> Anytime you like. Anyhow. Sure. That's it for today's show. We, we gotta We got to wrap things up, but don't worry. Next Friday, more Tech Vibe Radio coming your way, bringing you the best and brightest- from Pittsburgh's tech sector. This has been Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. And we hail from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn all about us at pghtech.org. We love helping technology companies succeed. Go have an awesome weekend. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.